the key to being successful to, to, to successfully getting through a bad time, it's the same as succeeding in good times. There's just a whole lot less margin for error. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Black Line Podcast. Mike, I was thinking before we got on that it's been so long since our last podcast because of crazy things that, you know, for all I know, you might have a beard by now. And, uh, and I do. And look. And look, how about that, man? You are like all in. You are all in on the pandemic, aren't you? I'm going. I'm going ZZ Top style. I'm just going to keep growing it. Keep growing you're it. it. You're going to get a lot of get get long down there. You're going yeah. to go all the way down. You're going to go full. Um, uh, oh my God, what was uh, um, who, who was the the duck hunt? You know, you know, what I'm talking oh, yeah, about. Yeah. What was that? What were their names? Uh, what was that show called? I don't know. I guess yeah. I'm not redneck enough to keep it in my head. Um, but hey, you know, Duck the good Dynasty. news is Duck Dynasty, there you go. There you go. Kind of like the Nationals Dynasty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still, still. Did you watch uh, World like, Lisa had the kids watching, um, not to get too far off subject, Lisa had the kids watching uh, their Zoom conference the other night. Did, Ooh, did I don't think on? I would have had the guts to have my kids watch that. That. Uh, well, we watched the first half of it, and then we put the kids, like, not let them. I mean, talk about – that was – it was – like, at first, I was like, ah, I don't want to watch this. And then I kept hearing the conversation go and go and go, and obviously the drinks started flowing, and it was just – it's no wonder that they won the World Series. Like, talk about a group that just works together. Talk about a team. You know, Para's over in uh, – anybody that doesn't know Para, he's the guy that – made baby shark uh so popular in the in the game of baseball um well and, uh, in Paris, washington like, in the game of baseball what, right right <laughs> it, it, like, it, it, right it, like eight in the morning he got traded he, he got traded to, to a team in japan and he's sitting there talking harassing everybody and he's like you know what it goes and grabs a beer what else am i gonna do so it was a, it was a very entertaining uh uh, yeah, I've, I haven't had a chance to watch it, but I heard there was kind of like the the while the coaches were on and the after yep. the coaches were on. Uh, yep, and and then, well, hopefully uh, your kids were on for for when the coaches were on. And yeah, not well, they were on after. for a little bit of it. Um, then Dozier came on, and Dozier, Dozier. was just hilarious. Yeah. yeah, he was also tanked, but uh, yeah, yes, well, I guess he's kind of kind of standard there, right? Anyhow, yeah, so, uh, you know, crazy times. Normally, we're able to talk about the Nats record or something like this time of year. But, um, you know, uh, for those of you that don't know, the reason that we haven't had a, uh, um, a Black Line podcast in a little while is just uh, dealing with the craziness of, of everything that is going on. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say the word. The most I'll say today is pandemic. I'm, I'm so done with, uh, I call it the new C word. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Mike, you, you, you brought up, a, you know, a, a good question for us to, you know, for us to dig into a little bit. Um, for those of you that weren't here before we started the podcast, which would be your mom, my mom, and the two other people that are listening. Yep. Um, I said, hey, Mike, you know, you're a business owner. What, what, what would you want to know? So, Mike, why don't you frame what you uh, brought up in about half the time that you explained it to me, if you could, because... <laughs> We well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, the world came to, well, for some, the, the world kind of 
came to a screeching halt. Um, you know, we, a lot of people are forced into uh, new areas. I think every business has had to rethink their rethink their plans, rethink their strategy. Where were things? You know, how were things looking in Q1? What are people doing differently? Um, you know, are people doing anything differently with regards to their businesses? I know we we've kind of took a step back. Um, I think. Uh, what does that you know, mean? You took a step back. Um, well, actually, you know what, I, as I think about that, I don't know that we necessarily took a step back. We like, I think for everybody, at least for us, I think the first two weeks of kind of like, I mean, we've always worked from home, but like, as things started just kind of like really coming out, it was almost like, oh my gosh, what are, what are we going to do? Um, luckily we were, uh, we've, we've been well capitalized, which allows us to, um, you know, we did. Um, so anyways, I'm kind of rambling here, but it, like, as far as like pausing, we, we just said, Hey, what are we doing? Like, what, what are we going to do to get through this? How are we going to come out of it? Um, you know, ahead when, um, you know, when things start to pick back up. So what'd you, what'd you decide? Uh, so, I mean, obviously doubling down on some things with regards to product. Um, what does that mean? Doubling down on things regards to product? Well, we had we had thought about doing some additional integrations, but we said, you know what, let's just go wider and deeper into our existing uh, partnerships with both HubSpot and Marketo. Um, so really just kind of focusing in some areas there uh, versus kind of like widening the, you know, widening that scope. Uh, that was one. And then two is really rethinking some of our, some of the things we're doing around marketing. So we're going through a, a little bit of a website redesign right now. We're just using this, this time for projects that we just never could find time to do before. So what are you doing differently? What did you guys like you, 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 you start off by saying you took a step back. Um, what what are you doing differently now? <laughs> not not a whole lot other than doing some projects that we just didn't have time to do before. Okay. Um and and, and those all revolve around thinking around like thinking about like they're all more or less drive things that are going to help us or at least try to help us drive more awareness. Um Whereas before it was just like we were in the daily, you know, we, we were leads left and right, kind of focusing on those things. Deals, some deals have paused, some deals have so are taking longer. So we're we're saying, okay, like you know, we can't we can't force the needle here. Let's do some things that will allow us to to come out of this even stronger. So so you guys have more time on your hands. So you're you're taking advantage of that to um, to do the honey do list, so to yes. speak. Yeah. Do, do you think that's the case in most companies? Do, do, do you think it's, I, I know there's a perception of that with some people. Do, do you think it's um, that, you know, is, is this, Hey, take advantage of the, of the downtime to, to do spring cleaning is I'm, I'm curious your thought. Do you, do you think that's typical or do you think that's unusual? I don't know. I, I think, 
companies that have strong leadership are are thinking about like hey you know during this this period let's let's slow down a bit uh, a bit and, and and think about what we've been doing and is, are, are there processes that we can um implement that will allow us just to be stronger um as a company and then i think there's companies with like poor leadership that are just in complete and, and these might be well well capitalized companies too that are in just freak out mode and um, yeah, but I, you're, you're, you're kind of jumping a step beyond. My question is, do you think that, that there is more time? Like, I, I, I know they're, they're, like, do you think you're unique? Or unique is the wrong word. Do, do you think you're in the minority that, that one of the net impacts of this is, hey, there's more time. Um, we're not as busy working on X, Y, or Z. So let's take advantage of doing the things that we haven't had time for. Like, is that, is that a common, you know, what good or bad leadership does with that is kind of the second piece. Uh, Cause I'll share with you, like, I feel like since everything has happened and for the record, I think imagine has very good leadership. Just, <laughs> um, I feel like I have less time. I, I hear people saying, take advantage of the extra time that you have, take advantage of your downtime. And I'm like, I don't know who the hell you're talking to, but you're sure not talking to me. And, and I don't get the sense from, most of the people on my team that that they feel that way so i'm I, so i don't know whether well so let, let, let's 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 talk about i mean let's clarify time here um i i'm not working any less hours i would say even i'm, I'm working more so in some instances than i have in the past so i, I don't know that no you're not working less but what what you said was because because things have slowed down or because, you know, pursuing an opportunity to go wider doesn't make as much sense. So that freed up some time and capacity to focus on something else. But that I'm just saying, like, is, is it, is the, the default, you know, take advantage of the extra time that you have, as opposed to just filling it to, to be busy for the sake of being busy. Is that, is, is that, a is that a common condition for lack of a better question uh i i don't know i mean i i can i can speak from my you know from my experience and, and from customers that i've that i've had some deeper conversations with they're all trying to even some of them who have been like their business is booming because of this but they're still just trying to rethink some of the things that they were doing to so that they can position themselves to for strong growth so you can flip this on me at some point if you want, but the, so, so something that I've noticed, I've kind of, I, I mean, I've noticed it for a while um, in, I started, I started um, my own little campaign on Twitter at the beginning of the year um, to let, you know, let's, let's do away with platitudes. Let's do away with, um, with conceptual business speak. Um, and I don't, I'm not being accusatory to you, but like, I, I think that people hear all the time, certainly mid-market companies, we hear it all the time. Rethink what you're doing, rethink your approach. There's, there's like, what does that mean? So the companies that well, you're means, talking to, they're you rethinking, what does it, that mean? It, it, right, but it, it, so it means you can't ignore everything that's going on around us. There's 22 million people in this country that are I'm not, unemployed at this point. I'm not I, arguing I, no, that, I, I'm asking you what it means. It, uh, what so Again, like how do I, I, I what do I, I do to rethink? What we're doing. Okay, tell me. 
So again, what we what we're what we're thinking is how can we position ourselves better? What Welcome can we put me. in place? What can we put in place that is going to allow us to accelerate growth? But when things start to pick a little bit more, uh, pick up a little bit more. Don't get mad at me because I know I'm not mad at you. Because I know when you hear this from other people, you do this. You, your, your your reaction is the same. I would say to you, and I know you. That's not new. That that that's not. You've been asking that question since I've met you. You've been asking well, that question okay, times so, and bad okay, times. Okay, so so what okay, does it so mean fine. to rethink? Nothing, nothing. Okay, so maybe not rethink, but implement some of the things that we've that we've wanted to implement. I mean, I agree with you. I think it's different. We're in a different world now, right? So I'm just saying like, let's, let's, let's help all of our listeners. Let's, let's, you know, what, what should they be doing? What should they be thinking? What, what should they, what should they be, um, you know, ever like that, that, that's the new, uh, that's the new battle cry to come out the other side stronger than we came into it. I've heard, I've, I've heard that. I can't even tell you how many times I've heard that. That's it. What, what should they be doing? What should they be like? How, let, let, let's make that practical. What do they need to be doing to, to be stronger on the other side? Well, why don't you, you are, you seem to already have the answer. So why don't you answer that? I'll, I'll turn it around on you. What, what should people be well, doing? I don't, I don't, I don't know that I have the answer. I'm just, um, um, I mean, I have a take. I always have a take, Mike. That's, well, clearly. That's like, what yes, I do. Go ahead. Um, so, well, I mean, first off, anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while knows that you and I have been talking about a recession um, for a long time. We, we've been, probably about the time we began this podcast, we started, I mean, that, that's, that's about when we were due for, for, for a recession. And there's, um, so, so I think what's going on right now actually is that, you know, we have a recession that is a, we, we, we're, we're at the point where we were going to naturally have a recession. I, I still believe firmly that, that many things were, were, were pointing in that direction. Um, we were moving there and then we got this whammy on top of it. it it's actually part of the reason why I think the layoffs have happened so radically fast. Now, now I realize that that, you know, you had this crazy event, you know, you can't go out to eat as an example, that, that kind of puts a, a line in the sand. Um, but, you know, the, A, I don't think 22 million people got laid off in the Great Recession. B, they clearly did not, oh, shit. The, the, before four weeks ago, the, the largest single week of, of filing for unemployment was like 800 some thousand, and that was in 1981. So you never had a week in 2000, you know, in the 2008, 2009 recession, you know, you never had a million people. Um, yeah, there wasn't alone, even close. Let, yeah. let alone, you know, three, six, six, and five. Um, so, you know, there's that difference. But, but I would say that when Bear Stearns went down and Lehman Brothers went down, um, anybody that was paying attention to something, you know, knew that, you know, that, that was the equivalent in the financial world to you can't go out to eat at restaurants. Um, I, I think that 
you know, if, if you look at 2008, 2009, it really wasn't until 2010 that, that definitively there was agreement that there was a recession. There were still, and I could go back and point out all kinds of um, content and copy of, of people calling. Actually, I, used, I was using one of my favorite sales lines when, when a prospect expressed concern about an upcoming recession. You know, well, the news is saying there might be a recession or economists are saying, my favorite was, you know, economists have successfully predicted 27 of the last five recessions. Um, that was that was that was a really good one. I used to love saying that. Now now I'm a now I'm a skeptic, so I'm 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 on the other side. Um, so so I think we had that that happening, and 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 so there was already, you know, kind of that move that was there. Um, and 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 so I like there's a part of me that I feel really really bad, and I and I do feel bad. There's a part of me that also says. You know, there, you know, there's uh, Harvey McKay is the person who said it, where, where I became familiar with. It. I know he didn't invent it. Was you know, you got to build your well before you're thirsty. Dig your well before you're thirsty. Um, I I've said for a couple decades, just because the fish are jumping into your boat doesn't mean you're an angler. Um, you know, the the problem with with really good markets is it becomes first it becomes easy to take shortcuts, then you get incentivized to take shortcuts. Right. Yep. Um, and, and I think a lot of businesses were taking a lot of shortcuts in, in customer acquisition and customer success, right? I think that, you know, salespeople in some companies are talking about, you know, they, what do you mean sell? How, how can I, they won't even talk to me. Well, they won't talk to you because of what you did for the last, or what you didn't do for the last three or four years, not because of what happened last month. Right. So I think that that there are aspects when you're in a market like this, when, when, you know, when, when, and well, you know what, here's something else that we have to admit. We keep saying a market like this. We can't say that, right? Cause we have never, ever, ever been in a market like this. Yep. We, we've been in a recession similar to this. Um, we've dealt with health crises that were at a much lower scale than this, but, but we've never been in this. And, and, and so, you know, we got, uh, uh, so here's the first thing, actually, you gotta be honest. Like that, that, that's job number one, be honest. And, and I think for, for, well, to some degree in business all the time, there, there's a little bit of, if you tell an interesting enough lie, the, you know, even the bank will believe it. Yeah, um, like, if I become like, true. Um, you know, you, you used to talk about how, you know, when, when you were involved in enterprise sales, you guys set numbers, you were like, yeah, there's no way we're going to meet this. But, but you were basically, you know, you were banking on, you know, by month 11, some company 10 times, you know, some company is going to make an order 10 times larger than any order that, that's ever been placed. Right. And, yep. you know, tell a lie, make it come true. Um, I, I think make it come true is, is giving the, the actions that were taking a little bit more credit than they, than they probably deserved. I think there's probably a little bit more hope it comes true, but you know, um, so I, I, I think you can't, especially in a market like this, I think you cannot afford, um, 
to not be honest. And, and actually in, in difficult markets, dishonesty kills. Um, and, and what's interesting is the desire for dishonesty increases because while um, when you're in a gain mindset, you become loss averse. When you're in a loss mindset, you actually become risk seeking because we'll naturally pursue a long shot that could risk losing a lot if it can get us back to even than we will to just kind of take our medicine where we are. That's why people, you know, and all you have to do is take a look at how often um, somebody hides a mistake. And, and you can see like some big, like basically every financial crisis because of some trader, you know, losing $51 billion on their own started because they tried to hide a small mistake that if they would have just been open about it, and not tried to recover it. If you look at just about any project management mistake, you know, it started off as a small mistake got made and then it got hidden and, oh, I'll catch up. And before you knew it, you doubled down, doubled down, doubled down on the problem. Um, and, and I think where you get into a death spiral in, in situations like this is if you fall behind, right? Um, you have to be making decisions ahead of, you have to be thinking, um, you, you, you do have to move to a more rapid thinking process, which is really dangerous because the faster you think, the less you're actually thinking. So it means you really need that, like the importance of a, of a strong construct, a strong model, I think is, is, is crucial. Um, I used to say that, you know, in, in, in high growth, um, a year is a quarter, a quarter is a month, a month is a week, a week is a day. Um, I always talked about, you know, you need to do annual planning four times per year right? Treat every quarter like it's a year. Um, I think that you probably are, you, you probably, depending upon the cycle of your company, like I don't think for Imagine, I don't think we're in a weekly cycle. Um, the nature of our business because of, of, of how our customer base works, um, not enough happens in a week. Like I saw somebody who I respect said, you need to be doing this daily. And I was like, you know, that's a little dangerous. Um, if you're a high velocity business and you know, for his business, I think that might've been right. But the danger is, you know, the, the frequency that you look at something is going to increase the frequency that you react. And so if I, so you can get into a hyper mode, you become very manic. Yep. Um, and so if I look at it too frequently, I'm in trouble, but if I don't look at it frequently enough, then I'm in trouble. And, and so somewhere, like I'm looking at it kind of in a bi-weekly. I mean, I am paying attention to certain things more, um, more on a daily basis. I am, I am taking certain signs that I would normally not worry about for a month and, and, and a red flag gets put on it right away, right? So, so those things are happening because um, the variance is much bigger and, and the likelihood of variance is, is much larger on the downside than the upside. And if you get into a negative downside, an unexpected negative downside cycle, it, it, you know, that, that's the death spiral. Um, so, you, you know, you are running, I think you need to run scenario plans more. Um, and it's not, okay, I'm going to run my best case, worst case. Like I know a lot of people, they do their annual plan. It's like, here's what we expect. Here's what the upside is. Here's what the downside is. And they're, um, I mean, they're helpful, but they're not really, they're not really tight. Like, I don't, I don't think you look at it that way. I think you're, you're basically looking at um, you, 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 you're basically bringing your waypoints. You're shortening your waypoints. It's kind of like if you're in a boat 
if I'm sailing across the Atlantic and I get into bad storms, my waypoints, I'm going to cut my waypoints, you know, in an inverse um, logarithmic curve to, to, the, um, to the intensity of the storm, right? So um, what, you know, the waypoint that used to be a couple days becomes an hour or maybe even a half hour. So here it's like our waypoint is kind of, um, I, you know, for us, I think it's closer to every two weeks than it is every week. And, and, and the question is like, we, we don't, we don't long-term plan it. Right. So I'm not thinking about, you know, every two weeks, okay, where, you know, what's our six month plan, right? It's every two weeks. It's okay. What's our two week plan. And, 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 and by that, I mean, so what's the worst case scenario in the next two weeks? I'm sorry. What's the worst case realistic livable scenario? Right. So a, that does two things. If you notice, I talked about realistic and livable. Um, realistic means we can't get, uh, we can't get panicked. Let, you know, let, let's be reasonably objective. Like what if every one of our clients just stopped paying us right there? That is the worst case scenario. It's probably not realistic. Um, but then the other part too, that I would say is it's not livable. Right. Yeah. So there's no point, there's no point planning it because it's not livable. And if it's not livable and, you know, in many ways, the problem takes care of itself. So like, you know, if every one of our clients called me tomorrow and said, Hey, Doug, I'm sorry, we just can't keep working together. The, the truth is I don't have to make a lot of decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, the decisions are made for me. So, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time um, thinking about it. By, by the way, that's also why that construct is so important because if you don't have a tight construct and I, and I actually find this about every two weeks when I finish what I'm doing, I feel so much better. And, and when I talk about crazy risks, I don't, they don't create stress for me, but as I get deeper, you know, you know, closer and closer to the next round, if I like have, I, like I just completed it. Right. So I have no problem talking about it. Had we been having this conversation three days ago, I would have said that. And there would have been a little bit of me going, uh, but, but what it, so that, that tight construct is really important for our minds and our brains because it, it prevents us from letting our imagination go away. On, on the downside. So what we're doing is like, every, like I said, every two weeks, you know, okay, what, for, so for us, it's like, what if two clients, that's, that's kind of how I look at it right now. What if two clients stopped right away? What would we do? What would we do? Um, and, and when I get to that next two week, you know, now we're, so I guess I'm about, I guess I'm about three cycles into it. It hasn't been six weeks, but kind of, I guess, starting out or whatever, you know, so I'm, I'm three cycles into it so far. I haven't had to change anything. As a matter of fact, we're actually knock on wood, um, wherever there's wood out there, everybody, we're, we're actually, um, above where we were when this all started. So we're actually in a stronger position. Actually, I was telling somebody if it, if it wasn't for the massive uncertainty, I would almost certainly be hiring two more people right now. And as a matter of fact, I'd be in urgent mode of hiring two more people right now. I'd be like, get these people hired. Cause you know, here's what we're seeing. Here's, here's this because of that uncertainty we're we're starting that process, but we are, I am being much more conservative about it. So we kind of go through what if, what if, and, and by the way, the way I'm looking at it is, is what if those two people were on staff right now? What if we lost two? What if we lost two? What if we lost two? And that, that'll kind of, um, yeah, that'll that'll help right? you make your, right. make that. And, and, and so, and so we're going through those, we're going, we're going through those, 
um, you know, that phase. That, that, that's probably the biggest difference of what we're doing. Um, the other thing that I would say is, which again goes back to honesty. Um, so we've retested our model. Um, we, I actually just cleaned up some pipeline um, to, to apply a, a, a harsher check um, on, on the scoring rubric. So, so we, we go through a process in, in a fully developed pipeline. We have, a, we have an opportunity rubric that we measure against to say, you know, what's the likelihood of false positive here? Um, and, and we'll let, in a normal time, we'll let more false positive stay in just because things can develop. You know, we'll put it at a lower probability, but we'll still kind of let it develop. Here, we're, you know, we've kind of, we've kind of upped the score that it needs to be at for it to be considered a, a, um, a real opportunity, if that makes sense. And, and, and that's because the time that we're going to spend on that opportunity is a cost. Right. Yep. So if we spend time on that opportunity and, and it's at and it has more red flags. There's a um, there's a higher risk of, of that being wasted time and we can't afford that. Right. So so we've kind of tightened that. Um, and. We're we are managing much more by um, by downside scenario planning um, as opposed to upside scenario planning, which in some ways for me, I. The interesting thing for me is I'll probably be better at leading this company when we're back in good times because of these disciplines that I'm putting in here now. Cause like I was telling somebody, um, the same person I said that I would be hiring two people. I said, if I, um, if this were typical times, I would be telling you right now that the number one thing I need from you is to make sure that I don't get into a manic state of, Hey, we're going to take over the world. We're going to 10 X this year. Cause I, you know, Everything's yep. awesome. Look at this. Look, right. Um, so, so that's the biggest difference. So let me pause there. Cause I've just babbled on for, for you to ask me if, you know, did I, was I like, so just, I, so, I mean, really what you're doing is you're, you're, you're tightening the time frame that you're looking at just the overall business. I, I mean, that's it's kind of what I heard. Yeah, well, you know, in 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 a um, you're reevaluating you're reevaluating things on a more, what, more frequent basis. So so look, our, our plan, as a matter of fact, so we just gave bonuses. Like so, I just share with everyone we hit we hit the number. We, so we finished third, first quarter, we 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 hit the threshold for a bonus. We paid the bonus, right? So I mean, I'm I'm happy. Um, do I not Team think is every happy, et cetera? Yep. Do, do I not think every day that there's a possibility that I might have to lay somebody off? And there's nothing, by the way, we have never laid somebody off for um, economic or business purposes. So the only time, the only, uh, the only terminations we've ever done have been for, for performance. performance. I take a lot of pride in that. I, I don't think that there are a lot of people in my space that they, they, they can say that. And we're you know, 16 years, we've never laid anybody off. Um, the idea of laying somebody off, I mean, I hate, there's nothing, I hate no, one hundred percent. It keeps you up at night, and you know it is. So, so, so to me, that's like that. That's my ultimate failure because if I have to lay somebody off, I'm terminating somebody that's not, and it's not their fault. Like to me, that's the ultimate failure for me personally. It's a personal thing. Yep. Do I not think every day about I might have to do that, right? And 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 by the way, my danger is. Uh, and by the way, when it comes to terminating people for performance, I always terminate people too slow. Right. I, I know that's not unusual, but what I know is I can't, like if I have to lay somebody off in this 
world that we're in now, if I have to lay somebody off, I, I need to do it. I can't, I can't bank on the future. I can't make that bet on the future because the downside risk is too high. And that's what I mean by you can't fall behind, right? You have to make sure you're ahead of whatever that crisis. You're making some of those quick decisions that you wouldn't have had to make in the past, right? What, well, what I'm doing is I'm creating the construct so that when, so that if crisis hits and we have to do rapid, rapid thinking, the structure's already in place, kind of the decision rubric's already in place. Right, because if you end up making, I mean, you show me a company in a, like, I think this is true in, in, in large companies. The fewer layoffs a company makes, the stronger they are at the end. That is not to say that the fewer people that you lay off, right? The company that's most likely to succeed is the one that lays off more people than they needed to, but never has to do it again. Yep. Because the second layoff to the third layoff to the fourth layoff, that's what kills everything. I mean, it kills morale, it kills momentum, it kills just everything across the board. Right. Yep. And, and, and when that happens, that is typically because you fell behind. Right. And, and so what you have to do right now is you have to be really, really honest about what's your real revenue, what's your real pipe. What's your real cost of service? What's your real staffing situation? Because the thing is, and you brought it up, there are some people right now, they're getting more business than they know what to do with. Like their biggest problem is they can't keep up with demand. You got other people on the other side where demand has disappeared. What is interesting about those is they're both crisis. Neither one of yeah, those is a non-crisis. Absolutely. And, yep. and, and by the way, you know, which, you know which company is less likely to survive? Go ahead. The one that's got too much. Right. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that the no demand doesn't mean that there's not going to be, you know, like massive layoffs that are in there. But the company that, like, you know, it's, it's the old Peter Drucker quote, more businesses go out of business because of indigestion than they do because of starvation. Right. If, you, you know, you end up, you, you, you get into this rapid, rapid, rapid thinking right? So you're not thinking through things. And so all you end up doing is you treat today, you're solving for today, 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 today. And you end up building a whole lot of conflict, friction, um, instability that you don't see because so much is coming through. Then you get back to anything approaching normalcy and all of a sudden all that weakness comes through. By the way, the biggest danger to a small company, to, to, the, to the company that's down, is you get into cutting mindset. We did a webinar last week on, on five keys, and I talk about the fact you can't cut your way to success. The biggest danger of downside, the biggest danger when you get into a cut mindset is, is atrophy. You get, I, I call it growth atrophy. It, yeah, it, you're, you're, you're going to really starvation mode at that point. You, your, your, your muscles get weaker. So all this, and, and it's interesting, more um, on, in the last recession, I, I saw some research because I wrote about it more businesses go out of business in the recovery from the recession than they do during the recession. And I believe part of the reason is when you're on the downside, you're obsessed about survival. You don't go out of business when you're obsessing about survival. When things come back and now you have to get back to work, you don't have the strength to get through. And that's really where you get, you actually, you know, you kind of get that doubling down. And so what is important, like every company needs to be investing in growth today. 
You need to be investing in growth today. Now, that is not the trite statement that I've heard 80,000 people say on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook. Hey, you got to be marketing, which, I mean, you know, what I'm saying is you have to be investing somewhere. And if that means you have to cut 80%, like let's say you have to cut 60%. Let's just say that's what it is. You'd be better off to cut 80% so that you could invest in 20% of your business than you would to cut 60% and not be in a place to invest in your business, right? Um, what interesting, you, yeah, that's interesting. That's a super interesting perspective. Um, but because again- Or, or, if, or way of looking at it, I, I should see, say. See, remember, if you're not getting stronger, you're getting weaker. Yeah, right, yep. Right? If you're not growing, you're dying, right? Like one of, one of my catchphrases in difficult times is maybe your business was never as big as you thought it was. So like the decision that you made to say, hey, we had all these things we were going to do. We were going to add initiatives, et cetera. Good times are the time to expand. Difficult times are when you absolutely positively focus. You need to decide what is your core business and you need to invest disproportionately in your core business. In your industry, because there was so much crazy demand, I'm talking about the MarTech industry, you saw people actually, I believe, I believe there was more investments in the non-core businesses it was all, you know, all feature addition, right? To then, then it really was in in the core, right? And and that's why I, so I think you got a lot of bloated SaaS companies right now. I look at a lot, like one of the things we're doing to get ahead of it is, you know, and I've been talking about this for a year because I looked at my, I, I looked at what we pay for, you know, our our Martech, average monthly right, yep. cost for Martech. Um, let's put it this way: I had a hundred. There, there's a hundred million dollar company that we work with. Our we're paying twice what they're paying for tech. Um, I mean, I like tech and everything, but I'm like, I don't know if I like it that much, Right. Um, but you know what? I, you know, I've been talking about needing to trim it down. Well, you know, I finally put in the, uh, the cancellation to one that I've been needing to cancel for six months. You know, I was thinking, well, you know, I want to try one more thing with it. And I'm like, forget it. Like, you know what? I haven't tried it with it. That's not, you know, that's not where I'm going to invest. That's not the, you know, if, if you follow what I'm saying. So, so we're, we're cutting that down. Um, we're, I, I, I told you about what we're doing with, um, with pipeline. And then, um, the, the opportunity that I think that you're, that you were kind of referring to is you, and you know me, I've always said, we don't control whether someone buys or doesn't buy. We don't control whether someone has intent or doesn't have intent. Um, what we can do is create the very best environment so that when, the need to buy or the intent comes in, we're positively positioned there, right? Um, and I think that's something that people have been paying lip service to for a long time. Yeah, so to, along the lines of more or less reducing friction in certain well, aspects. Of, it, it's not just friction, but. Right, but you know, why, why is no one talking to your sales team? Because they're not looking to buy in for the last five years, all you've been talking about is how you can sell it to them, right? And I don't, you know, you, you, you've been so, you know, end, end, end stage focused that, you know, you haven't done anything to be relevant before, you know, how many, because here's the truth. If I've developed a compelling relationship with you and you were thinking about buying, but now you can't buy. And I were to say, Hey, Mike, let's talk. You'd still talk to me. Yep. Right. If you were visiting my website and, and, or you know, visiting my website, reading our blog, listening to our podcast, in good times, 
you're probably still reading my blog, watching our videos, listen, right? You're, you're probably still doing it, right? You, you may even be doing it more, right? Um, that, you know, you know, that's what demand gen is supposed to be. That's what inbound marketing is supposed to be. Um, it, you know, I, I'll share this. I, I don't understand it. And by no means is it a huge number, but in the last two weeks, we've had more legitimate bottom funnel leads in the last two weeks than we've had in the last three years combined. Um, now, I think it's because there's a headwind, right? Uh, I've, we've talked about this before. There, you know, there's a headwind. All of a sudden, shit, what are we going to do to be able to continue to grow? That's been our continue message to grow, right? forever. Yeah. And I think you look at our message, you look at our site, you look at our content and you compare it to our comparables. I think people look at that and go trite and they look at us and they go, wait, wow, they're, you know, you know, it, 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 it's different. And so all of those things we did, so like those, those things that are happening now are because of what we did over the last 18 to 24 months. Right. So, so I think that for all the noise around um, what do we have to do differently? I think the answer is the key to being successful to, to, to successfully getting through a bad time. It's the same as succeeding in good times. There's just a whole lot less margin for error. And so, and, 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 yeah, the and, and the fact that you can't, you can't mask some of that success. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. I mean, so many companies were just throwing so much just funny money at, at growth. And it's like, you, you actually didn't really have a business. Correct. Like, I, I look, I, I like, if, if I'm a, if I'm a restaurant owner, I'm honestly thinking about, okay, how can I change my business model to, to like, if I can survive, but it, it's just, it, it's so unbelievably amazing to me. How many companies are three weeks into this and they had all of this massive explosive growth. And then I see another three weeks in and they have to lay off 50 that, to 70% of their, that, of their company. That, that, that's for a couple of reasons. One, I don't, we don't have time to get into today. Um, what so, so to, to give confidence to everybody what, what i want to say is it, it's not about do different it's about you know what do the things that you should have done right before. right and, and that's a good way like that's kind of what we're yeah. what we're working on is like hey we let's do the things that, that we know were like and do some experimentation along the way but we had, you know, we had some gaps that we need to, that we need to fill. I, I, I had a friend that, that he, I mean, he was bigger than me. Um, and I hadn't seen him in like eight or nine months. And then I saw him for some reason, this was years ago. And um, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't thin fit, but I mean, he, he wasn't fat. And, he, and I'm like, dude, what happened? What'd you do? And he said, I was easy. I had a heart attack. I was like, <laughs> And he's like, well, you know, I should have been doing all these things before, but then I had a heart attack. And now it was like, if I don't do them, I literally die. Yes. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like there's no, like, like I should have been going out for a walk. I should have been doing movement. I should have been watching what I eat. I should like, well, you know, 
Now it's like you get diagnosed with diabetes. Okay, guess what? You probably, you know, a lot of things you you need to do now, you you probably should have been doing them before. But now it's kind of like you don't have any margin for error not to, right? So it's not like, oh my God, I have to do things fundamentally differently. Now, the other thing that you said, because I think that, I think it gets into, this is the part, I, I hate people that say this. Not you, but people. You said, if I ran a restaurant, I would really be thinking about changing my business model. And that, that's the person who says, if I had, and I'm not, it reminds me of, if I had a, a, a buggy, like if I made buggies, I would have pivoted my model to make automobiles. And I was like, yeah, so I mean, there, there is, a, I mean, there's certainly a little bit no, of Monday morning quarterback. Going no, no, on. no, 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 not money. No, no, not money, money quarterback. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Because what you need to do to make buggies, or actually what they said, the buggy whip manufacturer should have become the auto manufacturer. What the fuck does a buggy whip manufacturer know about making automobiles? So, so this gets to my point about livable. Um, how, what, what would you do as a restaurant to change your business model? So I've, I actually have some friends that, that, and one of them in particular that owns a fairly large restaurant and it's, it's, he's actually started chaining it out. And then all of a sudden, I mean, it's been hugely successful restaurant and he's had to lay off a lot, a lot of people. Um, and he never, ever before focused on marketing. He, it, was, it was purely word of mouth, food, didn't, didn't think about like, you know, capturing people's email addresses so that he could now reach out to them. I don't like, are there op- opportunities to create subscri- subscription-based restaurant models? Um, you know, there's like, and him and I have had all those conversations. Like, He's like, because this thing's going to go in waves and I, I, I want to come out of it even stronger than I, you know, than we were before. So I, I don't know your friend. This is where I think people like, this is where, where this is social media causes everyone to be depressed, if you will. They're, so I'm not saying um, that your friend who runs a massive restaurant and, you know, et cetera, couldn't create a new business model. You know, my bet is he probably could have created that in, in a good market. And it, to the person who owns a restaurant, you know, the person who owns your corner restaurant that you used to go to and hang out and he'd come to your table and say, Mike, what's going on, buddy? Here you go. And, you know, he can't change his business model. You know, for, for, every, for every person who, who owns a restaurant and turns into, I, I, and I'm not diminishing the idea. I'm saying that, that, that like, I, I feel for the restaurants out there. Like, I don't, because, the, you know, you, you couldn't have built your well before you were thirsty in here. That, you know, and, and I think that we, you know, it's like the, it's like the, um, the people who say, you know, the, you know, the coal miner needs to learn how to work in the information age. How's a 55 year old coal miner going to adjust to the information age? Like that, that, that's a legitimate displacement of, of, of a job, right? You, um, so I, I, I bring this up not, not to make it about right or wrong, but I, but I think that we have this, I think it's a, it's a subset of the hustle culture, right? 
lift your up, by, you know, lift yourself by your own bootstraps. It's, you know, it's on you to figure out how to be, you know, there, there is truth to, it's not the wind that determines our destiny. It's the set of our sails. But some of the best boaters in the world have gotten killed because of storms. They're pretty good at setting their sail, right? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 so, and so I say that because like I heard, I heard and I'm, I think you just kind of triggered on something that I heard the other day. There was something on TV that was, that was beginning to talk about, well, you just need to pivot. And I, and I wanted to pit, you know, fuck you, pivot. Right. Um, like, like imagine if, um, but let me ask you this. Imagine that, do you ever see the show revolution with hard? Well, it was high. No. So revolution was a show that this thing happened and all the electricity went out, no electricity. Okay. So, so imagine, imagine that, that the coronavirus, I said this, damn it. Imagine that the pandemic wasn't a, was a, um, was a computer pandemic. And, and you cannot use the internet. You can't use it. Right? I mean, that's actually imagine. You, know, you can imagine that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. How do you pivot your business? How do you reinvent point, your business model? Like, right. <laughs> At that point, it doesn't. <laughs> see, For me, it doesn't matter. Right. See, see, what I would say, and I would say probably what your friend is doing, your friend's not, not reinventing his business model. Your friend's inventing a new business model. Yeah, right. Right. Your friend, so like if the internet, like if the internet went out, by the way, I, I'm, I'm not that, I'm not as close to it as you are. I mean, like you are a hundred percent. But, you know, it'd be like, okay, we can't use the internet. Here's the question. Can I survive long enough to still be here when I can? Because maybe the best thing to do is just batten down the hatches and be here when it comes back. Because you would say, hey, well, you know what? There's going to be a lot of need for email when we can use the internet. Right. Or it's time for me to get into a new line of business. Right. And, and guess what? If it's time for you to get a new line of business because of that, you know, that, that, that's not even failure. You, you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. No. They did. And again, there's right. I mean, the, the, the failure piece is like, I, I would never say to somebody like, and again, these are just shitty times for a lot of people. Uh, it, it, I agree with you. It, it is unfair to, to say to somebody, just pivot. You should, you, you should have pivoted your business. Um, look, I mean. I, I think it's unfair to say to them, you should be thinking about how to pivot. You got to reinvent your business. Like, I just think that it's like, hey, may, maybe you have to think about what do you, you know, hey, guess what? Sorry, you're, you know. Remember, honesty. Can your restaurant come back? If your restaurant can't come back, then you don't have a restaurant anymore. Sorry, right? Yeah. Now, now, you might say, um, hey, but what I do know about restaurants, I could do X, Y, or Z, right? But, but that, that is, um, and, and I would say you want to do that anyways, because if you reinvent your business or you pivot your business, you're still going to define, as a matter of fact, I'll give your friend this advice. It's a new business because if you treat it as a new business, you won't limit your thinking by what you did in the past. If you're if you're saying this is how this business is going to pivot to the future, you're probably more likely to let um, legacy taxes stay as opposed to just, hey, this is the world that we're in. Starting a new, right? Anyway. You know, and and you know, sometimes, sometimes 
the best thing you can do is let the patient go, right? That kind of gets to the, um, you know, to, to, to the honesty portion of what we were saying. So that, that really wasn't the, the key. So Mike, did we answer your question? What are businesses doing? What should they be doing? Yeah. I think so. You still mad at me for asking you to be specific? Uh, I would not. I don't want you to be mad at me. I mad at all. I was not mad at all. You sure look mad. Anyhow, Hannah, Drew, we got, we got the original producer of the, of the show here. He decided to make a guest appearance. Hello, hello. What, what, uh, what question did we not answer today? Uh, you hit all the, you, you hit all the, all the points. You answered the question. You reassured a little bit. So I think you're good. I'll, I'll, you got any parting thoughts and then I'll give you my parting thought. Drew or me? You, you, I'm pointing to you. Um, protect this house. That's a good parting thought. Yeah, I, I think that is, uh, you know, protect this house. I, I, you know, that the honesty comment, that's absolutely, I think everybody's got to, you know, take a step back, be honest with themselves. Um, and just keep, you know, keep marching forward. I think about the Stocktail Paradox every day. The Stocktail Paradox says when you're in, when you're in very difficult, dangerous times, the key to getting through them is to be completely honest about the facts, the current facts, no matter how brutal they may be, and have unwavering faith that you will get through this. And, and I emphasize you because it's you will get through this you know, maybe your business will, you know, for, especially for the small businesses out there, maybe your business, maybe your business will, or you won't like maybe your restaurant will, or it won't get through this. You will get through this. Um, and, and the best thing you can do, like, you know, the, the, the false optimism is, is the false optimism is the most dangerous aspect about these times. Cause we all have that tendency to, um, Hey, I don't want to be negative. Um, and, and so, you know, confront the brutal facts, have faith that you'll get through it. Um, and, you know, it'll be over before you know it. Though, we tend I to don't think it's going to be over in two well. weeks. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, I hope uh, everyone enjoyed that, got some benefit. I, I actually think that um, when we are through this, uh, this is probably a podcast that people should listen to. Um, I know that I'm going to ask my team to remind me to listen to it because as I was talking a little bit, today i couldn't help but think over the last 15 years um as a matter of fact i was just doing some comparisons so i saw where our high water marks were and i'm like shit if i had just been if i if if i had been if i had the discipline if i had half the discipline that i i'm implementing now um we we would have stayed at a higher water mark um and we'd be that much higher today so all that said, thank everybody for joining us. Until next time. Um, Stay safe. There you go.